Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melniki, accompanied by Jacob Schrader. How are you doing today, Jacob? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, we got the Rams versus the Raiders tonight. It's kind of weird for me to watch these Rams games because they're out of playoff contention. My boy Stafford is hurt. Aaron Donald's hurt. Everybody else on the team is hurt. But, you know, by losing, we're not gaining as much as you'd hope for. We're not going to get that top three pick. In fact, we're going to give the Lions a top three pick. And, you know, I like the Lions, too. I think, honestly, at this point in the season, they're a dark horse playoff contender. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to watch. I've got a – I made my decision earlier today to not start Cam Akers. We'll talk more about that in the running back section. But should be a fun game to watch. I'll place a bet see how it does. I'll probably lose. Yeah, I actually like the Rams to cover. I think it's a six-point spread last I checked. I know on Thursday night games, they tend to be low-scoring. Both teams are playing on short week. But the Rams, they still played Seattle tough on Sunday. They actually almost won and pulled off the upset when they had basically no one. So I don't think the Raiders are that good of a team. I think they're just on a little bit of a hot streak. So I definitely like the Rams to cover tonight. But let's get straight into the picks because this is a big week for everyone. We're heading, getting closer to the fantasy football playoffs. I know people that are on the cusp are really looking at this one. So I know it's a make or break for you. So I know Jacob and I tried to get our picks the best as possible. There's definitely going to be a lot of head scratchers, a lot of do I, do I not start them? Do I sit them? So let's get right to it. And we'll obviously start with quarterbacks. So my three quarterbacks that I like that you wouldn't normally start this week are Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff, and Kenny Pickett. And I'm going to highlight Trevor Lawrence right here because the guy has just been consistent all year. But when he's been on, he's been on. He's shown a few games where he's worthy of being that number one pick as last year. And now they're going up this week, the Jaguars are, against the Tennessee Titans. And the Jaguars aren't out of this race. I know the Titans aren't first, but the Jaguars still have an outside chance of winning that division. They don't have a chance for a wild card spot. But if Tennessee continues its losing streak, which they just got pretty much blown out by the Eagles, and the Jaguars can play up to their level, then they do have an outside shot. And Tennessee actually gives up the fourth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. I think Trevor Lawrence bounces back at this game. I think he takes advantage of the Titans secondary. You're going to see a lot of Zay Jones this week, who you will see. I am starting him as well, but I'll get to that later. I think Trevor Lawrence is a good start. He's going to bounce back from last week. He had a terrible outing against the Detroit Lions. They were blown out 40 to 14 or 40 to 17 was the final, something like that. So Trevor Lawrence, I think he's a good start for this week. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I mean, it's a big game for the Jaguars if they can beat the Titans. I don't know. Titans are still pretty good, but it's funny. Every single team in that division has a negative point differential. The Jaguars actually have the best point differential at negative 14. Um so interesting. I, I I did not realize the Jaguars were still in playoff condition. I have seen some throws from Trevor Lawrence that look okay. Yeah. Um, but my starts are Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, and Derek Carr. Um, so I'm going to highlight Kirk Cousins, right, because he's playing the Lions in Detroit. Um, so I started uh, Geno Smith last week, right? We said he's going to have a huge week. He did, yep. which was great because I'm now one win away from the fantasy football playoffs. Right. I've got a big decision this week to start Gino again against Carolina or start Kirk against the worst defense in the NFL. Right. Honestly, at first I was thinking Gino just because Gino has had a better statistical year for fantasy by a wide margin. 
Right. And then I saw that the only week where Geno did better than last week against the Rams was away at the Detroit Lions. Mm -hmm. Right. And Kirk Cousins is playing at the Lions. I mean, it doesn't matter home or away. The Lions are, are atrocious on defense, but even more, they're great on offense. You know, this this is a game where I think the Lions are even favored, which is ludicrous considering the Vikings are 10 and 2. I mean, I I don't actually see that as I mean, ludicrous and in, in, in the difference between their records, but the Lions are playing real well. I think they've won four out of their fast past five. You know, if the Lions get out to a lead and Kirk throws some bombs to Justin Jefferson, you know, it it, it could be a big week for him. Unfortunately, my opponent has Justin Jefferson. So this is, in a sense, a little bit of a handcuff, mm-hmm. right? If Justin Jefferson is scoring a TD, so am I. Um, I think that's good um, in, in this scenario because his team is better than mine. Uh, it mm-hmm. just is. I'll, I'll need my – I'll need Joe Mixon to throw up another 80 points this week if I'm going to win, but hopefully something good happens for me. Yeah, I think both quarterbacks are good in that game, Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins. I think you're going to see a lot of points being scored. I actually like the Lions to win that game outright. I think the Lions are an underrated team. A lot of their losses in the beginning of the season by field goal or whatever just were unlucky. They could easily be 7-5 and five instead of 5-7. and seven. So I think that the Lions win outright. I think Jared Goff is going to get a lot of points. Kirk Cousins is going to get a lot of points with – with Justin Jefferson, like you said, probably TJ Hawkinson's going to look for some revenge on his former team. So definitely- yeah, I got a quick, I got a quick question. You think Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins is a better start? I think Jared Goff is to be honest, because Kirk Cousins still is prone to make mistakes. I know he had a good game last week against the jets, but I just don't trust Kirk Cousins. I still don't trust him in big game situations. Not that this game really is that big of a, a situation because it's still a morning game. It's not prime time. If it was prime time, I'd say bench Kirk Cousins every chance you get. But I do think Jared Goff is the better star. I just think he has more offensive weapons as a whole between DJ Chark, between Amon Ra. You still have DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams back there. So I personally would, I I think Kirk Cousins just relies too much on Justin Jefferson. And I think that if, if the Lions can find a way to isolate Jefferson, Kirk Cousins is going to be prone more to interception. So I would go with Jared Goff for sure. Interesting. And where do you, where do you see Gino in that mix? Gino this week, they're going up against the Panthers. The Panthers have an underrated defense and they they have an okay defense. Yeah. Yeah, and they've actually been playing very well as of late, ever since Baker Mayfield got benched. I know Sam Darnold isn't great, but he's definitely an upgrade over Mayfield. I actually like the Panthers to beat Seattle. Seattle really hasn't been playing well. They lost two of their last three, and they could have easily lost last week against the Rams if they didn't have that comeback at the last minute. So I I actually think the Panthers beat Seattle outright. I think Gino doesn't have – I don't think he has a bad game, but I think he just has a mediocre game. They're going to have to rely on Gino a lot more because Kenneth Walker was injured last week. So I don't know if he's going to be 100%. They're going to have to rely on the passing game a lot more. So I I just wouldn't, wouldn't be as high on Gino Smith. He's definitely a start. If you have him, you should start him. But he, I, I just don't think he's going to turn in the week like he had last week. Yeah, you've got me thinking. You really have me thinking about putting Jared Goff in. The only reason I think Kirk is better for me is that my opponent has Justin Jefferson. Ah, right. So if like there's the a 40-yard touchdown to Justin Jefferson, I want those bonus points, and I don't want to give my opponent – you know, we have crazy scoring in my league, and, and I'll get to this in my running back section. 
But if there's a 50-yard touchdown reception, that's seven bonus points for both the quarterback and the receiver. Yeah. Right? I think covering my ass there is important. But yeah, again, you gotta at this point you gotta play play based off strategy and strategically that would probably be better in your favor. Yeah. I think I'm sticking with Kirk Cousins, but you brought up a good point. I mean, the, I do worry a little bit more about golf with the rushing touchdowns for Jamal Williams. Right. But, but, but then again, Dalvin Cook is is pretty good as well. You know, the, the Vikings are just weird. They're not putting up the yards you think they, they, they're going to put up. They're really not as good of a team as their record indicates. Again, I've been saying this all year. The Jets actually should have beat them last week. If Mike White didn't have a bad game and they had a chance, they had they had a first and goal as time was running out. Mike White threw an interception at the one-yard line. Otherwise, they win that game. But if you look at the Vikings win, they were able to beat the Dolphins when Tua was out, and so so was their backup, Teddy Bridgewater. So Skylar Thompson was playing. They beat the Lions early in the season only after Amon Ra and DeAndre Swift got injured. So they've had a lot of lucky breaks throughout the year. I'm not high on the Vikings like I am, like most people are, I should say. Yeah. All right. Good All talk, right, let's though. Go, yep, let's go to the sit So my quarterback sit this week are Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson, and Mike White. And I'm going to highlight Tom Brady because I know everyone's back on the Tom Brady train after he threw two touchdown receptions within the last seven minutes of the game against the New Orleans Saints, who are absolutely terrible. No, Tom Brady is not back. I know he's the go. I know he was epic Tom Brady on Monday night. But don't forget, this is that was against a Saints team that literally was terrible. And they only, and even with the comeback, they still only put up 17 points in that game against a terrible Saints just defense and offense whatsoever. If Tyson Hill, if Taysom Hill doesn't doesn't drop that that third down catch at midfield. Yeah. Then they ice the game. That's it. Then the Saints are at midfield. There's two and a half minutes left. The Saints that they don't give the ball back to the Bucks. Probably not. So I'm personally in the yeah. Tom Brady had a good game, but just a week before they lost to Jacoby Brissett in the Browns. Now they're going up against San Francisco. I don't want to hear. Oh well, Brock Purdy's starting for San Francisco. That's not going to have any effect on how Tom Brady does against San Francisco offense, a defense, I should say. San Francisco's defense is still the best defense in the league. Hands down. They're best against the run. They're best against the pass. I think Tom oh, yeah. is going to throw multiple interceptions this game. I think that the spread is actually too low. I know a lot of people are jumping on Tampa Bay plus three and a half. So not only cover against the Niners, but a lot of people are predicting the outright upset. Don't be, don't just blame it because Jimmy Garoppolo is out. Brock, Purdy will do fine. I know he's a rookie. I know he was a seven rounder. He's actually Mr. Irrelevant. He was the last person drafted, but they still have a phenomenal offense. Look for a lot of Christian McCaffrey, a lot of Debo Samuel. George Kittle is probably going to be blocking the majority of the game. San Francisco is going to blow Tampa Bay out by multiple scores, even with Brock Purdy as quarterback. And a lot of people are going to be wondering, hey, is Brock Purdy the same Tom? Is Brock Purdy similar to Tom Brady when he took over for Drew Bledsoe? We'll see. But I'm all over Brock Purdy beating Tom Brady this weekend. Yeah, I was surprised the spread on that was three and a half. I mean, where, where is that coming from? Tampa Bay doesn't have an extremely good defense. I mean, they're good, but they're not great. Um, it's just an overreaction to you know Brock Purdy being the quarterback for the Niners. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter at all. I mean, Brock he also looked good. He threw 200 yards in his first ever start. I mean, that's good. I mean, when when you look at rookie quarterbacks, if you see how many yards they throw is important. 
right? If they're able to move the ball downfield, that just shows that they can see the field. And, you know, if they can't execute in the red zone, they'll learn that, right? They'll learn the, the crazy packages when it's so precise in the red zone. But I remember, I can't remember who, you know, when I see it, Kenny, Kenny Pickett, right? I think Kenny Pickett's going to be a good player. Right. And, and, you know, some of that is just based on the fact that he can move the ball downfield. He doesn't have a crazy arm, but he sees the field well. And that's important. Um, so for my sits, I've got Deshaun. I've got Kyler Murray and I've got Russell Wilson. I'm only throwing Russell Wilson in here because he's playing the Chiefs uh, and the Chiefs are bad on D. Um, but I, I just don't think he's startable. The the Panther, the um, Baltimore Ravens weren't good on D either. And the the Broncos put up three field goals against them. Yeah, I actually like Latavius Murray in this game. I'm actually starting him over Damian Pierce, which I'll get to later while I'm sitting Damian Pierce this week. But I, Kansas City has a terrible run defense. We just saw last week how Samaje Ryan ran over them. And then a few weeks before, we saw Travis Etienne run over them. They don't have a good run defense. So I actually think that the Broncos are going to be giving it a lot to Latavius Murray. And he's one of my starts this week. But go ahead. No, I mean, that's what I had. I think Deshaun is, he's playing the, uh, the Bengals. That's a no go. He's not, I mean, he's rusty, right? You were right last week. I actually considered starting him and you talked me out of it. And boy, that made me think about Geno Smith and, and Geno Smith tasted, or, you know, Geno Smith went off. So that was good. What baffles me is the Cleveland Brown. The, the, this goes to show you how bad the Houston Texans are. The Cleveland Browns did not score any offensive touchdowns and they still not only beat the Texans, but they covered the eight and a half point spread. That's how bad the Texans are. They they threw a few they few they threw a few interceptions, a few fumbles, special teams. They had a punt return return for a touchdown. That's how bad the Texans are that they allowed the Browns to win that game last week. Yeah. Great. All right. Let's Who, go ahead. So is the Cowboys defense? Hmm. Wow. Oh, the yeah. Cowboys, Cowboys defense. defense should be a top start this week. Definitely. Wow. Oh, oh, okay. Someone has them. I was thinking, dang, they're not picked up in my league. You know, they're first the overall. Are again. They, benched, they benched Davis Mills for Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen hasn't played in like three seasons. They let Kyle Allen start two games in a row. He was so bad that they're benching Kyle Allen again and bringing Davis Mills back. You know, I don't even remember Kyle Allen, so he couldn't have been that good. <laughs> no, he was like on the Panthers. He took over for Cam Newton a few years ago. Not good uh-huh. at all. All right, let's move on to the running back situation. And my stardoms are the combination, if you have either Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, Joe Mixon, or Raheem Moser. And I'll highlight Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott this week because, like I just mentioned earlier, they are playing the Texans, and the Texans are literally the worst team in the game, hands down. The Texans are bad. And they're most they're worse against the rush rather than anything else. They allow the most fantasy points to opposing running backs. I think in this game where it's going to be a blowout by halftime, the Cowboys aren't going to need Dak to go crazy and throw downfield a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if Dak is is sitting on the bench by the third quarter because they're up that high. But I do think they're going to try to run the game out because it's going to just get out of hand. I think they're going to feed Tony Pollard. And Ezekiel Elliott the ball a lot. So those two are my top starts this week. Yeah. So my starts are, and this is this is gonna sound crazy, but I'll explain. I've got Tony Jones Jr. of the Seattle Seahawks. Oh wow. uh, if you know who he is, good job. I've got Rashad White and I've got Leonard Fournette. Yes, both of the Buccaneers running backs playing against the best defense, in the NFL. My thought here is A. 
I mean, really, Tom Brady throws to his running backs this year so much it's ridiculous, right? And he throws to both of them. They split time. They both see time in the red zone. And, and you know, last week the Bucks put up 17 points and both of these running backs put up reasonable weeks, right? They both had 12 carries for 40 yards. They both had five-plus receptions for who even cares how many yards, right? I play in a league that's inflated PPR. Uh, I see this game as, I mean, it could be a blowout. And, and even if it's not a blowout, even if it's close, if it's close, it may be even better because Tom Brady is throwing to his running backs so much this year. It's scary, right? You know, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if the Bucs have a horrible offensive line. I mean, they've got great receiving talent on the outside, but Tom Brady is throwing to his wide receivers or throwing to his running backs like every single down, right? Every single one, one, first through fourth down, one of those plays is a pass to Rashad White or Leonard Fournette. I, I have both of those guys on my team and I'm starting both of them because first of all, I can't start one of them because I have no idea who's going to see more points. And I know both of them are going to see consistent usage. And if this is a blowout, I mean, San Francisco is going to let Tom Brady throw eight yard completions to his running back time and time again, right? If this game is 21 to nothing at halftime, I am ecstatic because I know that both of these guys are catching screens. They're catching out routes. And that's what I, I'm not looking for rushing yards here. I'm looking for, I mean, and I honestly think both of them could have eight receptions this game. And in my league, that's 16 points right off the bat, right? I play in an inflated scoring. It, it balances out with yardage, but, you know, receptions are overpowered a little bit, right? And I'm relying on those receptions for those running backs. I really feel strongly. I know San Francisco is the best defense in the NFL, but, you know, they're, they're, the Bucks are going to get yardage, right? They're going to see the ball often. Um, I, I just think both of them are startable. Uh, and then Tony Jones, right? So Kenneth Walker has some sort of injury in his foot. And then the backup, DJ Dallas, also has an injury, right? If both two, both, both of those two guys are hurt, then Tony Jones sees every running back snap for the Seattle Seahawks this week. Uh, it's a little bit of a handcuff for me as well because my opponent has Kenneth Walker and his flex. But I think, you know, depending on how injury news plays out, Tony Jones could be a solid start this week. Yeah, so I'll disagree with you on Rashad Wright. He's one of my sits this week. So I have Rashad White, Damian Pierce, and Najee Harris. I am sitting white because of San Francisco's front seven is just deadly behind. You have Nick Boza. Their front seven is just ridiculously good. And I don't see I don't see Rashad White or Leonard Fournette getting a lot of rushing yards. Maybe screen, sure, but I'm not going to take that risk. But I'll highlight Damian Pierce because he's been one of my consistent starts for the entire year at running back. Well, actually, I've been putting him in my flex situation. But this week, going up against the Cowboys – Conversely, how the Texans are terrible against the run, the Cowboys are very good against the run. And there's no way that I'm going to put any stake with the with the Texans even scoring 10 points. Maybe they get a late touchdown, maybe a field goal. But either way, all Texans are going to be on the bench, and that includes, sadly, Damian Pierce. So those are my sit for the week. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, so I've got Pierce, I've got James Conner, I've got Zonovan Knight. Uh, and Zonovan Knight's been a, a good story, right? Two good weeks. I picked him up on waivers, but Michael Carter's going to be back this week, right? I know Robert Salah said that Knight will continue to see snaps in the offense, right? But that doesn't mean he's seeing first-team snaps. That doesn't mean he's starting. That doesn't mean he's going to catch four passes a game, you know, on, on broken plays where White gets the ball out. Um, I, I think he'll be okay. I think he'll see six carries and maybe two receptions. Maybe a little bit more on the carries, but I, I just don't think he's startable if he's not the only back in New York who who they like, right? They like Michael Carter a lot. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I'd stay away from the Jets, guys. Ever ever since uh, Brees Hall went down, I've just been wary of any whatever rotation. I mean, James Robinson, they traded for, and when was the last time James Robinson carried the ball? So I'm, I'm with you. I would sit him for sure. Let's move on to wide receivers. So my stars this week are Zay Jones, DJ Chark, and George Pickens. I'll bring up Zay Jones because – I fell into the trap of everyone where he had a great week two weeks ago against the Ravens. Last week, he got me all of three points. Luckily, I still won my week. But I'm going to go back to him this week because I just like the Chargers matchup. I mean, the Chargers. I like the Jaguars matchup against the Titans this week. The Titans, they have an un- they have an underrated defense, but it's not underrated against against the pass. They are actually the worst fantasy team against the pass. They have allowed more points than any other team in the league to opposing wide receivers. We just saw last week AJ Brown and Deonta Smith, Devonta Smith just went all went chaotic over them. I love all the Jaguars receivers this week. Christian Kirk, obviously, but I think Zay Jones is going to emerge as the top target, even over Kirk. So he's my top start of the week. How about you, Jacob? Yeah. So on my receivers, I've got Keenan Allen, Adam Thielen, and Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy is questionable. It's really based on the fact that his, his opposite facing receiver, um, Corlin Sutton is out for the week. He's doubtful. Uh, I think he could see some targets, some maybe a big play, right? Um, it's just a reasonable start with the Portland Sun being out. I mean, the, the Denver offense is, is not good, and I think this is actually better for um, Greg Dolchich, uh, the tight end, who I'm actually starting this week. So hopefully he he sees some, some catches. But uh, I guess I'll highlight uh, Keenan Allen because Keenan Allen put up an okay week last week. He got saved by a crazy touchdown catch, but he also had 14 targets. Right, that's the Keenan Allen we know. The Keenan Allen we know is eight to twelve receptions a game for ninety yards and maybe a touchdown, but you don't even need it because it's the PPR monster. Right, I think that's coming back. I think he might have been might have been out of sync with uh, Justin Herbert last week. Yeah, but I mean, I think Keenan Allen is like an A one wide receiver this week. Uh, I, I expect a big week. Um, that's my guy, Keenan Allen. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of those guys. I never thought I'd hear you say to start Jerry Judy, though. I will say that. Yeah. So that came out of it, but I understand the point that they're gonna have they're gonna be behind to Kansas City. They're gonna have to throw the ball as well. But Kansas City, I actually think the Bo- the Broncos do cover against Kansas City. It's a nine and a half point spread. They're playing in Denver. Denver's always a tough place to play. I think that they'll they'll keep it close. Let's move on to our sit-ems for our wide receivers. And I'm going to go with Juju Smith-Schuster, Amari Cooper, and Darius Slayton. So I'm going to go with him. I'm going to highlight Amari Cooper because he, it's been a weird season for Cooper. I feel like every time I started him in daily fantasy, he's been terrible for me. And then when I stay away from him, he just goes off. It didn't look like last week he had a lot of great chemistry with Deshaun Watson. I know Deshaun Watson was just coming back from being suspended and really for not playing in over two years, but it just didn't seem like they were on the same page. I don't think that chemistry is going to be healed in a week. They're going to go up against Cincinnati this week, and Cincinnati has a tough defense to play in. You just saw how much they limited Kansas City. Kansas City was limited to, I believe, 20 points or something like that. So for me, Amari Cooper, this is the week you sit him. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, uh, especially with what the Sean's been looking like. Yeah. But uh, my sits are Bucks wide receivers, Debo Samuel and Gabe Davis. I think Bucks wide receivers is obvious. 
right? Uh, I, I'm saying Tom Brady, all, all he's going to have time to do is throw it to the running backs, right? That's all he's going to have time to do. He's going to need quick passes. He's going to need those out routes. He's going to need those diamond routes up the middle, right? He's not going to have time to drop back with Joey Bosa just destroying him every play. Uh, I think that's an obvious one. But then Debo is a set. First of all, he's dealing with a, with a, with a deep tissue thigh bruise, whatever that means. Um, but also, you know, he hasn't been that good this year, right? He's kind of in a weird spot. He's wide receiver 20 on the season. And, you know, I think they'll, I think Brock Purdy is fine, but I think, he, you know, he, he'll probably lead to less yardage for the wide receivers on San Francisco. But Debo is just a guy that, you know, it, it's so hit or miss with him and the Bucks are okay on defense. You know, I, I was really low on Debo this season. He was so un, he, he was good last year, but it was like he was good because he just had so many huge plays that came out of nowhere, right? We saw some of them this year. He's still a beast, right? You know, against the Rams, he just dominates us. But I, I don't think he's a start this week. I think if you have someone better, um, you know, I would start Keenan Allen a thousand times out of a thousand times uh, this week. So he's a guy to approach with confidence and also a guy to monitor for an injury because I'm seeing he has one of those as well. Yeah, Debo really has had a down year. I, I mentioned before, I think that they're going to pound the ball with Christian McCaffrey. I think Debo's going to be used a lot in the run game, but he could also be a decoy. So I don't I don't hate that sit as well. Let's move on to tight ends. So my starters for tight ends this week are Hunter Henry, Gerald Everett, and TJ Hawkinson. And I'll obviously ha- highlight TJ Hawkinson. I know he's probably the third best tight end right now to start behind Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey, but I'm going to emphasize the starting this week. He is going up against his former team. I feel like he's going to want the ball a lot. Kirk Cousins, I feel like we'll trust him as his number two guy over Adam Thielen. So for me, TJ Hawkinson getting the revenge factor on the team that traded him, that's my top start of the week. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, Hawkinson is a beast. I mean, he's uh, he is he is an unbelievable football player. So I'm on board with that. I like Gerald Everett too, especially if Mike Williams is out again. Yeah. Um, I'm going Greg Dolchich, Dalton Schultz, and Pat Firemuth. I mean, Schultz and Firemuth are pretty obvious. Firemuth is Pickens' favorite target. Dalton Schultz had a bad game last week, but he was targeted so much. You know, he had multiple red zone targets. I think he ended with like two receptions for 20-something yards, but he could have had six or seven. I think he had six or seven targets. So he's not a guy I would shy away from. I mean, he's a touchdown machine. Dak loves him. And then Dolchich is similar to Jerry Judy. Right. You know, the, the Broncos are going to be in pressure situations to throw the ball. Uh, Russell likes Dolchich, right? He's, he's put up some solid weeks. Um, and, and I think given the scarcity of solid tight ends, he's a good tight end to start this week, given the matchup. And, and if you're in a position like me, we really don't have a tight end. He's a solid guy, given the situation in Denver and, and the matchup this week. Yeah, all good. All good as well. I, I agree with those. Let's move on to the sit So I have Kate Auden, Tyler Conklin, and Hayden Hurst. And I'll pinpoint Kate Auden because he did have a nice, I believe, touchdown reception last week. He, he seems to really have those games where he sticks out. But then there's games where he just disappears. Against the San Francisco defense, San Francisco allows the least fantasy points to opposing tight ends. So for me, he's a sit this week. Like I said, I think Tom Brady struggles this game. I think the Bucs struggle to generate any offense. I'd be shocked if they score more than 13 points, and I'm being generous with that in this matchup. So Kate Auden is my number one sit. How about you, Jacob? 
Yeah, I don't hate that. And again, you know, I'm I'm not relying on touchdowns for these running backs I picked. I'm relying on like 15 receptions between them. Yeah. So um, my picks are Higby, Foster Moreau, and Dawson Knox. Foster Moreau is weird because, you know, he, he catches long passes and he's pretty good, but uh, it's like Derek Carr can only see Devontae Adams, right? Devontae, Derek Carr had over, over 300 yards last week, and it was like all of them were to Devontae Adams. I think he had 170, 180 yards. Um, that dude is going to be a fantasy football machine in Las Vegas as long as Carr is there. I mean, Carr's okay, but uh, he, he really just feeds Devontae Adams. Higby, I mean, the Rams can't throw the ball. And then Dawson Knox uh, is just like out of sorts this season. And he also got hurt last week. It says he's ready to play, but he, against a tough Jets defense, I, I don't see it as a, a big week for him. Yeah, agree with all those there. I, I can't really complain about any of them. So I'm in agreement with you as well. Okay, let's move on to our next segment where Jacob and I predict who's going to be the top scorers of the week. So for quarterback, I believe it's going to be Justin Herbert. He's going up against the Miami Dolphins defense, which is terrible. They just made rookie Brock Purdy look like a superstar last week. The Dolphins have don't have a good defense at all. I think Justin Herbert's going to carve him up. I think this game has all the makings of a shootout. Both the Chargers and the Dolphins have terrible defenses. So Justin Herbert is my top QB scorer of the week. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I like Kirk Cousins here. I mean, I think it's a little bit of a dark horse play because Kirk just hasn't been what he normally is. I mean, in years past, Kirk Cousins has been top five in fantasy quarterback scoring, right? I think he was last year. He's been incredibly efficient. He throws not a lot of interceptions. Maybe we see that back. I mean, he's got, he's finally got a, another good target. I mean, Thielen's okay. Justin Jefferson is unbelievable. And now Hawkinson also against Detroit, who's going to challenge him to put up points. Right. I, I, I just think if it's going to be a Kirk Cousins week, this is the one. Um. Yeah, I'm going with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's still a good pick to make. I wouldn't trust Kirk Cousins still. I feel like every time I've started him, he's let me down. But we'll see how it goes. Strange things happen in weird weeks. All right, let's move on to the running backs. And I'm going to pick Tony Pollard because I mentioned he's going up against the Texans defense, which is terrible. I think he's going to get the majority of the carries, even though I think Zeke will probably come in and get a touchdown or so. But I love Tony Pollard. I think he can catch some good screen passes, too. I think that he's going to be probably the, the Cowboys leading not only uh, not only Russia, but I think he's going to get a lot of passes. He's going to lead in targets. So Tony Pollard is my top RB scorer of the week. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I like Derrick Henry here. I like the King. Currently, he's third overall, and he's playing a crazy week Jacksonville run defense. Um, had a down week last week. Had a down week a little bit the week before that as well. I think he bounces back big time. Um, he's only rushed for 100 yards four times this season, which is pretty good. He's also rushed for 200 once, which is crazy. Um, I, I think he could have another big week of 150 rushing yards. He's catching the ball a little bit and uh, some touchdowns to go along with it. I think it could be a big week for Derrick Henry. All right, let's move on to wide receivers. And I think Amon Ross St. Brown will be the top scorer this week going against the Vikings. The Detroit Lions still have a lot to play for. They have an outside shot of making the wild card, especially if Seattle loses this week. They'll be right there, I believe, only a game behind them. 
I think they're going to go all out this game. They should have beat the Vikings earlier in the season. But as I mentioned, Amon Ra got hurt along with DeAndre Swift and allowed the Vikings to come back. So I think Amon Ra is going to go crazy this week and he's going to be, he's going to lead all wide receivers in scoring. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I'm stacking my picks. I'm going Justin Jefferson, right? I mean, Detroit is literally 32nd in the NFL in pass defense. Uh, Justin Jefferson is one of, if not the best receiver in the NFL. I wouldn't actually say he's the best. Um, he's pretty good though. So, uh, it's, it's smelling like a big week for the past game in Minnesota and Justin Jefferson is that guy. Yeah, that's, I mean, Justin Jefferson is always a good go-to. The Lions still, as much as their defense has been improving, they're still not a great defense. So I can't argue with that one. All right, let's go to our final segment of our episode. And that's the popular start bench and cut. So I went last week, I gave Jacob three players per position of who he would start, who he would bench, and who he would cut the remainder of the season. So Jacob got three for me. Um, so I'm ready, Jacob. Let's go. All right. Starting off with the quarterbacks. And, and this week I tried to do more mid-tier players. Um, so keep that in mind. But quarterbacks are Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins, and Derek Carr. So I know for a fact I'm going to cut Mariota because it j- they just announced right before this podcast that Mariota has been benched the rest of the season for a what and Ritter start. Yep, just broke. I had a I had a double check. So Mariota is no longer mm. starting quarterback. So he's my bench. I would probably start Kirk Cousins and I would bench. Uh, I'm sorry, Mario's my cut. I would start Kirk Cousins and bench Derek Carr. Carr, I just can't rely on. He throws too many interceptions. At least I know with Cousins. He does have good chemistry with Justin Jefferson, and Justin Jefferson will make will will go, will make him look good. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Um, I didn't know Mariota was was benched. I guess he has been down a little bit in the last couple of weeks. They've been they've been pretty bad. They haven't put up any points. So, uh, and Carr, yeah, I mean, Carr's crazy. He'll throw he'll throw a pick on the first drive of like every game, and then you know, in garbage time, he'll throw like four hundred yards to the to Devontae Adams. Um, Anyways, running backs, we've got Cam Akers, we've got Rashad White, and we've got Jamal Williams. So I'll start Jamal Williams for the rest of the season. I think he's edging out De- DeAndre Swift to be their number one guy in Detroit. I would bench Rashad White just because he he still is splitting a lot of time with Leonard Fournette. So I just don't know what I'm going to get from week to week. And Cam Akers is an easy one. He's going on the bench just because I don't even know where he's been all season. I don't even know if he's still on the Rams. He just randomly shows up at sometimes in the <laughs> So that's my start, Jamal Williams, my bench, Rashad White, and my cut is Cam Akers. Yeah, I like that. I guess I'm not as high on Jamal Williams. I see a lot of his success as being touchdown dependent, and Swift is actually back now. I mean, he's healthy. Um, I would probably switch uh, Rashad White and Jamal Williams. I like Rashad White, and I think of those two running backs in Tampa, I think he's the guy. I think he's the guy next year. So uh, – that's my stance. Moving on to wide receivers. We've got Garrett Wilson. We've got Debo Samuel and we've got Juju Smith-Schuster. So I'll probably start Garrett Wilson the rest of the way because I really like this rookie. I think he might, he's probably going to be up there with Chris Olave as one of the top rookie scorers. He really seems to have good chemistry with Mike White. Even before that, he seemed to have good chemistry for the most part with Zach Wilson. So he's my start the rest of the way. I'm going to bench Debo just because I think Debo's value just took a hit, both with Christian McCaffrey being a 49er and Jimmy Garoppolo out for the year. And then I will cut 
Juju Smith-Schuster. Nothing against Juju. It's just he's been injured. He hasn't been that consistent. So I really don't have any need for him on my team. How about you? Yeah, Juju's tough. A lot of people thought he was going to be huge this season. I'm seeing right now he's 29th in fantasy scoring. And he put three really good weeks together, week six through uh, nine with a buy in between. But the last three weeks, uh, one of them – or last four weeks, one of them he didn't play, and he's only seen a top – uh, a maximum of four targets in those games. So he's kind of on the decline. I think uh, Marquez Van- Valdez-Scantling is uh, kind of that guy in, in Kansas City. He, he had a big yeah. game last week. You know, and a big game for him is is he doesn't see the ball too much, but he, he catches some deep passes. Um, and the Chiefs move it around so much, so I think that's right. Um, anyways, for tight ends, we've got Pat Fryermuth, Dalton Schultz, and TJ Hawkins. Okay. Uh, let me think real quick. This is a little tough. So definitely starting TJ Hawkinson. That That's a, a no-brainer. I'd probably bench Dalton Schultz because I still think he has good chemistry with Dak. I still think that there will be games where he has a favorable matchup and he gets the targets and the catches he needs. And I'll probably bench Pat Fryermuth. How about you? Yeah. You know, Dalton Schultz just has the ability to explode, right? He is a little bit uh, buried behind some other guys, you know, they, they've got great receivers. They've got another tight end. I, I can't remember his last name. It's like Jake Ferguson, who's pretty good. Uh, um, yeah, Ferguson, Ferguson, yeah. But but Fryermuth is is great. I mean, Fryermuth has seen a lot of targets in Pittsburgh. Um, let's look at him. Yeah, I mean, he's seen he saw twelve targets against Cincy in Week Eleven. He's seen nine, he's seen 10, he's seen seven often. I don't know. I, I think you're right. I think Dalton Schultz with the touchdowns is still better. Um, Dalton Schultz, I, I like him a lot. Uh, I have him in in some league somewhere. He's had a down year just because of injuries, but when he's playing, he typically does very well. Um, so I, I, I like your decision there. Yeah. All right. Well, that is the remain. That is the conclusion of that segment. And I want to wish... Well, I want to wish everyone a good luck this week in fantasy football. Again, I know that playoffs are coming up. It's really a grinded out time. But before we sign off, Jacob, any advice or thoughts for the audience? Go with your gut. You know, I have my lineup and I think it's sad. I'm going with Kirk Cousins. I'm going with both running backs in in Tampa. You know, my league is a little weird with, with all the scoring, but... I think I think it'll be all right, and uh, I don't know. I hope everyone has a good holiday season and, and good luck in the playoffs. You make it. Good luck, everyone. Take care.